You're listening to a message from Every Nation Canberra. In this message, Pastor Joe Sula discusses how we often fill ourselves up with things or people to fill a void that can only be filled by the love of God. We are midway through our series called Inside Out, Changed by Jesus Inside Out. Three weeks ago, we started with Broken to Be Whole. How can there be beauty in our brokenness? We also learned about the need last week to humble ourselves so that we can be exalted. And today, we will try to understand why we need to die to ourselves so we can carry our cross and follow Jesus. Next week will be the highlight of the series because we're capping it off with a movie. The series revolves around our brokenness and how God's love is revealed in the midst of that brokenness. We're capping it off with a movie. It's free as well. It's called Beautifully Broken, and it tells us about the importance of being spiritually broken because the beauty is not in our brokenness, but where it brings us. The world today is all about filling. We fill ourselves with things, fill ourselves with people, but it has very little to say about emptying about losing. The thing is that a lot of what God is doing in and through us is about emptying. He wants us to drop the many unimportant things that hinder us from experiencing the joy, the true joy that we can have in Him. In 1977, George Benson released a song called The Greatest Love of All. You know that song, right? A lot of people have been able to identify themselves with the substance of the song because it delivered a very powerful message about love. So let's jump to the second line of the song, all right? Everybody's searching for a hero, and I'm tempted to sing it, really. People need someone to look up to. Come on. I never found anyone who would fulfill my needs. A lonely place. To be so I learned to depend on me that's very high so I'm just gonna read it I decided long ago never to walk in anyone's shadow if I fail if I succeed at least I live as I believe no matter what they take from me they cannot take away my dignity because the greatest love of all is happening to me I found the greatest love of all inside of me. The greatest love of all is easy to achieve. And it ends with a high-pitched line that goes, learning to love yourself is the greatest love of all. Really? I'm a frustrated singer and my wife knows that. Is loving yourself really the greatest love of all? Love yourself. We see the words when Jesus was asked by the Pharisee, Teacher, what is the greatest commandment? And Jesus said, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. The second is like it. You should love your neighbor as you love yourself. Now, was Jesus saying that we have to treat ourselves more important than others? Was Jesus saying 
that we have to put our desires above the needs of other people. Definitely not. The focus of this verse is not about ourselves. The focus of this verse is about others, about our neighbors. That we should love them as we love ourselves. But we live in a society that tells us to focus our love inwardly rather than outwardly, expressing it through our humility and compassion and kindness towards other people. We live in a world that just drills into our minds from day one that says, stuff will make you happy, right? Every day we are constantly searching for things, searching for people who will validate us, who will recognize us, and who will make us feel good about ourselves. But we never seem to figure out what it is that we really want. If we are really honest with ourselves, we don't really know what we want most of the time. There is an aching emptiness inside of our hearts. The void simply robs us of the joy to experience the fullness of life. This aching emptiness is crying out loud to God, I need to feel loved. I believe that in every man's soul lies the deepest desire, the deepest need to feel loved. And who we are today has been shaped by the journey, our journey of trying to search, trying to find that love. And the scars we bear today, it is a result of trying to find and many times failing to find that love because we are looking for love in the wrong faces. We're looking for love in the wrong places. And it is our wounds from these experiences that create the desire inside of us to search for a love, a love that never fails. Sometimes it's sad that the people you trust, the people closest to you are the ones who would hurt you the most. And the only people who have the capacity to inflict the most pain are the people closest to your heart, the people you love. Their wounds, they cut deep, and they take time, and sometimes even forever to heal. The desire to be loved is one of the most fundamental and basic needs of every human being. In Proverbs 19.22, it says, What a man desires is unfailing love. But where can we find unfailing love? The truth of the matter is people will fail us over and over again, and we will do the same. Your wife, your husband, your children, your parents, your friends, they will fail you at one point in the journey of your life. Unfailing love was mentioned 32 times in the Bible, in the NIV version. And there was not one single instance when this word was mentioned referring to a person. When this word is always mentioned, it always refers to the attributes that we can only get from God. Something that we can only get from God. And God's unfailing love is true. God's unfailing love will still be there whether we believe Him or whether we don't. Our doubt, our indifference, it doesn't destroy it. 
even our faith, it doesn't create it because that is the very nature of love. God is love. And until God's love is enough in our lives, nothing will be enough. Sometimes, you know, you don't necessarily feel sad. You just feel very, very, very empty. Our life then becomes a pursuit of things to fill that emptiness inside. You know, we all have an empty cup. And every day, we carry this cup. We carry it hoping that someone or something would fill it. We look at other people. Our value starts to depend on what they think about us. So we try to get our dignity, our self-worth from how they respond to us or what they think about us. We look to a friend who would, we think or we thought would stand by us through thick and thin. We look to the parent, our mom or our dad, who we hoped would be there to understand and support us. If you're single, you're looking for that person that one day you will marry and satisfy all the desires of your heart and give you that lasting love. And when they fail, we look at ourselves. Is there something wrong with me? You know, when people fail and when people don't work, we turn to the, what the world has to offer. And this is what the world's saying. You buy yourselves expensive things. Probably the newest iPhone. That new gadget will make you feel good. Maybe a new car, or I really like that new home, right? You try to fill yourselves with a lot of things. Maybe some new furniture, or I want to feel recognized. I'm really eyeing for that corner office with a good view of, of the city or probably a bigger bank account, or a new outfit. And for most of us, we turn to food, and more food, as a form of escape, right? And if these are not enough, I'm not saying that these are necessarily bad in themselves, and if these are not enough, we fill it with our own bitterness. There are people who have hurt us, we fill it with our unforgiveness. We fill it with our peers, with our unmet expectations. Our life, our minds, our closets, they're filled with things. But like this cup, there are still empty spaces. Now you probably ask, how can something that seems so complete make me feel so empty? The feeling of emptiness occupies a big space in our hearts. And it's heavy. And you know why? Because our emptiness is not really empty. Our emptiness is full of everything. Everything other than God. And that's the reason of our emptiness. You know, the deepest things, the deepest desires of our hearts, the deepest thirst cannot be satisfied by these things. Only God, only Jesus can fill in that emptiness that we have inside. You know, the value of this cup is in the space, is in the emptiness that this cup holds, not what's in it, right? 
And somewhere along the way, God breaks us because he wants us not to depend on these things. In the process, he humbles us through our pain, through our sorrow, through our brokenness. This emptying that takes place is necessary because we cannot be used by God if we are full of ourselves. When we choose to die to ourselves and give God the opportunity to put us back together again, then we can be beautiful in our broken places. And we talked about that three weeks ago. You see, the usefulness of this cup is not on how it looks, but in its emptiness. In John chapter 3, verse 30, John the Baptist said, Jesus must increase, but I must decrease. In order for Jesus to increase, we must die to ourselves. We must carry our cross and shift our focus from the gifts to the giver. This means that we have to acknowledge these things, but we have to put them back to where they belong. They will take a place of priority, but not a place of preeminence, which means that they will not be more important than God in your life. They will not be more important than your relationship with Jesus. Your wife, your husband should not be more important than your relationship with Jesus. Jesus always comes first. It means that our lives must revolve around Jesus and not the other way around. What I learned in my journey is that it's better to give up what you cannot keep so that you will gain something that you cannot lose. Everything that the world has to offer is fleeting. But the promise of eternal life in Jesus is something that we cannot lose. As we sit here today and look back at our lives, I hope that we now understand that God has broken us, God has emptied us, God has humbled us, so that we will realize two inescapable things. First, the brokenness of the choices we made in our lives. And second, the faithfulness of God in the midst of those broken decisions and choices. In the worst days of your life, living with the poorest decisions you've ever made, God was there. He never sat back and said, that's it. I've had enough of you. That's your last chance. No. He's never left you either. He never will, and he will always be there for you. His love for us is not based on our perfect performance, but on the perfect love that he has for us. I challenge you today to look at your cup, because we all hold this, whether you like it or not, you're holding this, and you're filling it with things, with people, with validation, with emotions. See how heavy it is because of the stuff that we put into it. Stuff that keeps us from fulfilling the purpose and destiny that God has for our lives.
you know? Take out all the things that you feel sorry about yourself. A lot of us want to whine in self-pity. You know, take away the things that people have said in your life that define who you are now. Take out the feelings of bitterness or indifference or unforgiveness towards someone who has hurt you in the past. Your frustrations, your disappointments in life, your worries, your doubts, everything that you have anchored your security upon and your self-worth upon. Now, I just want to ask you one question. Of all the things in your cup, what is it in your life, a part of your life, a part of your old self? What is it in your lifestyle, your sinful ways, your passion, your desires? Are you willing to put to death in obedience to Jesus Christ? What cross do you need to carry? What things do you need to say no to? My question for you today is what do you need to give up to follow Jesus? It's a question that you and only you can answer. Not to me, not to this church, but to God. The question that you need to answer so you can live a life that only he, not those things, only he and he can fulfill and make you feel complete. Let's all stand and continue to worship. Let's all pray. Father God, today I surrender my heart to you. Lord, I've tried very hard to fill it with so many things, hoping that I will find happiness, contentment, and peace in what the world has to offer, in what people has to say and think about me. I try to find happiness and joy in people, in things, in work, in my hobbies. I thank you. Your word is sharp and powerful, that it has pierced through my heart today. Lord, thank you for reminding me that nothing can ever fill the void, the emptiness that I have. And my heart will never be at peace until it finds its rest in you. My prayer today, Father God, is for you to lead me back to the cross. My prayer is that you would lead me back to your heart. Lord, I want to know your heart. I want to live for you, and I want to die for you. Thank you that I can love because you have loved me first. I surrender, Father God. Break me, humble me, and empty me 
so you can use me for your glory. And my life may be a reflection of your character, that it will be a testimony to people I meet, to my family, to my friends, to my co-workers. They would see how powerfully you have moved in my life because of your love and your mercy for me. Thank you, Jesus. We give you all the praise and honor. And everyone say, Amen and Amen. Thank you, everyone. We'll see you next week for the movie Beautifully Broken. Have a great weekend, and God bless you all. You just heard a message from Every Nation Canberra. For more messages like these or to access other resources, please visit our website at iancanbra.org. Like our page on Facebook at facebook.com slash everynationcanbra.